0: To a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the Senior Pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. Seven, he says, John chapter three, verses one seven. Like there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles. That thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Because then was said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb? And be born. Jesus answered, "Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh; of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, He must be born." again hallelujah marvel not that i said unto thee ye must be born again hallelujah can we read verse three together all of us verse three verse three john three three let us read it together one two three go jesus answered and said unto him verily verily i say unto thee Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So if you are watching on Zoom, I want you to read aloud. Read. I can see that you are not reading. So let us read aloud. One, two, three, go. John 3, 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, this scripture that we just read in verse 3 is what has triggered us to have such an in-depth inquiry into the subject of being born again okay this particular statement that jesus made is what has triggered us to study this subject of being born again he says i say unto thee except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of god he cannot see the kingdom of god now, it makes everything else that we are doing as Christians secondary. Do you realize that? It makes everything, this particular statement, makes everything that we are doing as Christians secondary. And this particular thing as being born again as the primary. Because what it's saying is that you can do everything as a Christian. You can pray. You can fast, you can attend a church, be a committed member of the church for many years until you die. But if you are not born again, you may have done all of this. You probably may have built a church for God. But if you are not born again, he says, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God or he cannot see the kingdom of God. The verse 5 says he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So we have talked about what it means to be born again. And what it does not mean to be born again. We talk about so many things as what it means to be born again. And so many things that look like born again, but it does not mean born again. Hallelujah. And now we are talking about 30 signs, 30 latter signs that someone shows or that come out of a person when you are born again. And we are sharing these so that we will find them in us. And if they are not in us, then we pursue to have them. Hallelujah. It is important. You see, so don't take offense. If These things are not in you and they are being highlighted. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? When we are sharing these things, don't take offense in them, but identify yourself with them and see if they are not in you, then you want to pursue after these things, that they be in you. Because except you are born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And I don't think there is anyone here who does not want to enter into the kingdom of God? I don't think there's anyone here whose desire is just to walk in the rain, in the storm, and come to church, and you don't want to enter into the kingdom of God. You want to enter into the kingdom of God. And so if we are showing signs of things that shows that you are, not, you are at risk of not entering into the kingdom of God, then you take it seriously. Is that, a, is that is that clear? Yes. Let us look at Matthew chapter 7 and verse 16. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 16. Jesus said, "Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruits. Amen. It says, you shall know them by their fruits. You shall know them by their fruits. This is how you know people. By the fruits that come out of them. So we says, men do not gather grapes off of thorns. When you plant thorns or thorns grow, you don't gather grapes from them. Neither do we gather figs off of thistles. And he says, even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruits. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruits. You know, Jesus' words are so powerful. They are so powerful. You know, they are the words of God indeed. When you look at them, the only thing you can say is that they are really the words of God. You see? I mean... They sound so simple, yet so true. You know, it's understandable to the simplest of persons, yet so powerful. Jesus' words are very powerful. Amen. You know, one thing that you cannot hide are your fruits. You can never hide your fruits. You can never, what will come out of you is actually who you are. You can camouflage, cover, do all kinds of things, but your fruits, they will come out. Amen. If you are not wise and you are talking, you know, you cannot hide it. That's, you know, I'm wise, but I talk this way. It's a matter of time. It will show. Amen. And if you are wise, a matter of time will show. You cannot hide your fruits amen so you can do many things and hide many things but one thing that you cannot hide are your fruits so if you are a born again christian these fruits that we are talking about will be found in you and that is primarily what we are learning the fruits of a born again christian the fruits of a born again christian hallelujah so 30 letter signs of being born again. We have gone over a few of them. We said number one, presenting your body. Number two, becoming a living sacrifice. And we share so many things on these things. Number three, doing a reasonable service. Number four, not conform to the world. Number five, we talk about transform. And number six, we talk about renewing your mind. And number seven, we talk about prove the will of God. Do you remember? We talk about all of these things. Prove the will of God. And today we want to talk about number eight. It says the one who is born again, a person who is born again, does not think of himself or herself more highly than he or she ought to. Someone who is born again does not think of himself more highly than he ought to. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. He says, "For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly according as god had dealt to every man the measure of faith so number nine is to think soberly he thinks soberly amen so number eight he does not think of himself more highly than he ought to and number nine he thinks soberly amen so a born-again christian must not think of himself or herself more highly than he ought to amen you see one main characteristic one main characteristic of a christian is that you acknowledge that you are a sinner or you have sinned and you deserve to be punished and that your salvation is Pure grace that has been shown you. Do you understand? That is a principal characteristic of a Christian. That you acknowledge that you are a sinner. You have sinned and your sins have been forgiven. If your sins were not forgiven, you will receive recompense for your sins. You will receive punishment for your sins. Amen. But your sins have been forgiven. You did not do anything. You just asked and were forgiven. Amen. Now, anyone who acknowledges that I was once a sinner who deserved to be punished and I have been forgiven, if you think like that, it will make you think soberly. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? If that is your mindset, it will make you think soberly. You will not think highly of yourself. If you understand that you were a sinner and you were just forgiven and you have become who you are, Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. You are who you are. Just because grace has shown has been shown you, you will think soberly. How many of you agree with what I'm saying? Now I'm going to tell you something that is very important. You see. If you acknowledge that your salvation makes you think soberly, then I'm going to tell you that why you are proud is not because you are saved. That salvation will not make you proud. That a born-again Christian is not proud. Hallelujah. And that the reason why you think so highly of yourself and soberly is not because you are born again. Hallelujah. Do you want to know why? The reason why, are you sure you want to know? You are not going to be offended with me. The reason why you are so proud is because of your earthly accomplishments. And the good feelings of the flesh. Amen. What do I mean by that? I say because of your earthly accomplishments. Because if you, your salvation will never make you proud. In other words, a true born-again Christian thinks soberly. Amen. You are proud because you are educated. You are proud because you have finished school. Amen. You are proud because you have a career. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, I'm saying the reason why you are proud is because of your earthly accomplishment. You are proud today because you have a well-paid job. You have a well-paid job. You count six figures. Amen. You are proud today because you are married or you are just about to be married. True or not true? all these things that i'm saying look back when they are not in your life look how you related to god and how you related to people you are proud because you have a child or you have children amen if god had withheld that from you you would not be proud hallelujah you are proud because you live in a certain area or you live in a certain house or you live in some type of an apartment some and that has made you proud am I saying something you are proud because you drive a certain car a certain type of car (laughs) amen amen when you had a certain type of car you were sober you know, when you sit in the car, you are, you are looking to the face of God for the car to start. So you speak in tongues before you put the key in the car. Today, I'm telling you that the car you are driving, you didn't pray before you started the car. If you prayed, lift up your hand before, let me see. You didn't pray before you started. You knew that the car was going to start. But when you were driving a certain type of car, you speak in tongues and put the car the key in the car. As you are walking to the car, you are praying that the car will start. Amen. How many of you know that there are certain type of car when you sit in? I mean, you have to. I mean, something comes on you. You you sit in a way, you know. It, I mean, the car makes you sit in a way. Do you understand? That is why when my my church members buy a nice car, I just like sit inside. But when I sit inside, you know. I I feel, I feel, I feel good. Amen. It's nice. Have you not realized that? You see, you have not bought one. That's why you don't know. (laughs) Amen. You are are beautiful, and because of that, you are proud. Or you are, you feel handsome, so you are proud. So your, your accomplishments, the earthly things, are the things that make you proud hallelujah you are proud because you have no sickness in your body amen you don't need to take any medicines amen you are proud because you are not lying on your dying bed amen you don't have any physical limitations and because of that you are proud and I'm telling you the only way you can agree with what I'm saying is to consider your state and how you behaved and how you related to God until you get or you receive this type of accomplishment then you agree with what I'm saying I mean if you will be honest with yourself that before you finish school the way you were struggling amen when you didn't have papers The way you were humble. You know, when people are talking, you don't even want to be around in case something like that comes around that subject. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And so the earthly accomplishment is what brings pride. Hallelujah. I have hardly seen a person who is lying on a bed, a hospital bed, and dying and feeling very proud. I am here to find one. But anyone in that condition is very humble. Very humble. People who claim to not like certain type of people, when they are sick, it doesn't matter who is taking care of them. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? It doesn't matter. You tell them, open your mouth. They open your mouth. Just stick out your tongue. Uh, move your tongue left to right. We uh, see, grown up rich man rich healthy wealthy man moving his tongue i have to i say move it up and down lift turn your head like this up down 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 up and they're doing it he said lift up your leg they lift up their leg. lift up this one they lift this up you see when you are in a certain situation you can't be proud are you understanding what i'm sharing with you yeah you cannot be proud so it is pride That leads to our fall. And when you are born again, you are delivered from that. A true born-again Christian is delivered from that fall. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Proverbs 16, verse 18, it says, Pride goeth before destruction. I tell you, whenever you see a person who is proud, what is going to follow that person ultimately is destruction. You will be destroyed. The word of God is so true you will be destroyed hallelujah so a born-again christian thinks of himself soberly he thinks soberly and he does not think more highly than he ought to hallelujah number 10 you receive the gifts of god when you are born again at the latter sign that we see is that you receive the gifts of god romans chapter 12 and verse 4 romans chapter 12 and verse 4 he says, for us we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one member one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry let us wait on our ministering or he that teacheth on teaching or he that exhorted on exhortation he that giveth let him do it with simplicity and he that ruleth with diligence he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness hallelujah so you see the bible is showing us can we read the niv if you have it the bible is showing us that though we are all together as one body, different people have different gifts. Different people with different gifts. And then NIV is saying, it says, let's read from verse, one, um, verse 4 again. Romans 12 and verse 4. It says, for just as each of us has one body with many members... You see, you have one body but different members. You are made of one body but different members. You have the brain, you have the eyes, you have the mouth, you have the hands, you have the legs. Do you see? You have other not so comely parts, such as your intestines. Do you see? You have the tongue. You have all these different parts. They all come together to make that one body. And each part has its role that it plays in the body. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Each part has a particular role that it plays. And each role is very important. You know, you will not know the importance of your nail your nail until something is wrong with it until it's not there you know that you take a clip and you just clip off your nail you will not know the importance of your nail as it is there you will not know the importance of your eyelashes you will not know you will think maybe it's just there for beauty but you will not know the importance of it until it's not there that it protects your eye it prevents things from getting into your eye. You will not know its value, and so you will think, for instance, that the brain is the most important thing. But I tell you, recently there was something that, um, do you know what they call sty, or hodiolum hordeolum? You know, it is like a little pimple that comes on your eyelid. You know, when you when you have not had that before. And your eyes are working perfectly you don't even pay attention to your eyelids you don't even realize that you have eyelids but when you have that thing on your eye you realize that your brain cannot even function are you understand what I'm sharing with you so the scripture is saying it says for just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function. The members of the body do not have the same function. So he says, so in Christ, we, though many, form one body. And each member belongs to all the others. Each of us belongs to all the others. See, you belong to me and I belong to you. Without you, some part of the church will not function. You see... So he says, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. So there are some people who have been given the gift of prophesying. And then he says, if it is serving, then serve it. Serve. If your gift is serving, then serve. If your gift is that when we come to church and we are breaking bread, you serve, serve. That is your gift. It is not look with any form of inferiority it is not considered non-important it is not less important than the one who is preaching that is what i'm trying to share with you he says if it is teaching then teach if it is to encourage then give encouragement some people are placed in our midst to encourage do you see some people are placed here that is why your absence means a lot some people, someone like Mr. Poku, for instance, he's a source of encouragement to me. When I'm preaching, the way he pays attention and he's listening, is encouragement to me. There are some of you, when we are preaching, you say, preach on. I hear you. It's a good word. It's encouragement. And that is your role. That is a gift that God has given you. He says, if it is given, then give generously. Amen. You see, some people, they give. It's very easy for them to give. And that is their gifting. So if you are married to someone like that, don't hinder that gift. Do you understand? That's, you know, you give too much. What is, we are going to be broke. (laughs) Amen. You're sitting with your husband and they are asking, they are raising funds and they say, we want some people who will give five hundred dollars, and your husband. Then you pull the hand down. Say hey or is the opposite? The women are the which people are givers easily, men or the women, the men, the women. <laughs> so there are people who have this gifting, and if it's your gift is gifting, then give. Amen. If it is to lead, do it diligently do it diligently if it is to show mercy do it cheerfully amen you see so all these gifts are given to us and we ought to exhibit these gifts these are gifts that christ has given to us in the church hallelujah now the greatest gift that jesus gave to us is the gift of the holy spirit That is the greatest gift that Jesus gave to us. The gift of the Holy Spirit. This is the gift that is available to everyone who is born again. Every Christian ought to have this gift. And a cardinal sign that you have received the gift of the Holy Spirit is that you speak in tongues. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And that you speak in tongues. So, when you have the gift of the Holy Spirit, one of the things we will see is that you speak in tongues. So, if you are in a church and you don't speak in tongues, you must desire it. You must have this gift. It is a gift that Jesus gave to us, and you must convert after it. You have to yearn to receive this gift. Amen. That is a latter sign of someone who is truly born again. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And then what happened? He says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And what happened? Then they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance." Hallelujah. So if you are born again, you must desire the gift of the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongues is a part of the gift that Jesus has given to us hallelujah if you do not speak in tongues you must yearn to receive the gift of the holy spirit it's a powerful gift that god has given to everyone who is born again amen it is not some religion tongue speaking christians this is holy ghost filled christians born again christians speak in tongues You know, one time Paul went to a place in Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19, it says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? You see, He says, since you believed, since you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, since you became born again, have you received the Holy Ghost? Paul asked them. So it is expected that after you are born again, you receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It is yours. It is yours. So you have to convert after it. It is yours. You have to ask God for the Holy Spirit. So, look at what they said. And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. They said, since we've given our lives to Christ, we have not even heard if there's any Holy Ghost. We have not heard anything like that. And many Christians are like that. And don't convert after. That is why we teach about these things. And I'm believing God that we will have this safety issues all resolved that we pray for everyone who is not who does not have the holy ghost we lay hands on you to receive the holy spirit amen but he said we have not so much as heard whether there be any holy ghost and he said unto them unto what then were ye baptized what then were you baptized with you were born again what then were you baptized and they said unto john's baptism you see then Paul said to them, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him who should come after him. That is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. And what happened? They they speak with tongues. And prophesy hallelujah so when the Holy Spirit comes upon you you will speak in tongues amen and I cannot wait that we get a chance to lay hands on you and pray for everyone who does not have the power of the Holy Spirit to receive and that you speak in tongues amen so praying in tongues is indicative of having the gift of the Holy Spirit when they lay hands and they prayed over them they began to speak in tongues hallelujah it is not a type of religion it is not to say that i i don't go to one of those churches who church have you heard that before yes and then the person who is saying this will say that he's a christian you see we cannot take a part of the bible and leave the other If you don't believe in speaking in tongues, you don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and praying in the Spirit, then when the Bible says we must pray and edify ourselves in the Spirit, how are you going to pray? So you cannot fulfill part of the Scriptures. But speaking in tongues is scriptural. It is a gift that has been given to us through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He helps us in so many ways. That is, if you allow him. You know, the Holy Spirit does not force himself on anyone. If you allow him, he helps us in so many ways. You know, he helps us. You see, you don't know even the future. You don't know about what is going to happen, but you can pray in the Spirit. You can pray in the Spirit, and things will be rearranged for you in the future. Amen. Amen every christian who is born again i mean we shouldn't even if you say you are christian it means you are born again it should be a package we can't say you are a christian but not born again Is somebody understand what i'm sharing with you and this is important we ought to know this because jesus says except you are born again you cannot enter the kingdom of god And we are learning about all the characteristics of a person who is born again. And one of them is that you have the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit helps us to pray. He helps us to pray. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Then he said, there's a column. He said the Spirit help our infirmities. Our infirmities are our weaknesses, our disabilities, you know, things that are lacking. Our limitations. These are our infirmities. He says, For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. That means that in the area of prayers, we have limitations. We have weaknesses. We have infirmities. Is somebody understanding the word Zadian. When we are praying, there are weaknesses. There are infirmities. And the scripture is saying, the reason why, is says, the Spirit will help us in these areas of weaknesses and limitations. Because we know not what we should pray for. As we ought, the way we have to pray, when there's a situation... The way we ought to pray about it, we don't even know. Because we are filled with the soul, which is about our emotions, our desires, our intellect. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, our anger. You know, when something happens, you are angry and you come to the Lord with your anger and you are praying. Lord, do him for me. Lord, show him. Lord, kick him in the butt. Lord, do it. And you are praying all kinds of prayers. And perhaps that is not the prayer you ought to pray about that situation. But the Bible is saying, when we have the gift of the Holy Spirit, in these areas of weakness, in these areas of limitation, the Spirit helps us. Hallelujah. That is why it's important to pray in the Spirit. It's important to speak in tongues when you are praying. Amen. He said, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he, the Spirit, that searcheth the hearts, knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Hallelujah. So God, he looks in the heart. Do you understand? God looks in the heart. And he searches the heart, knowing what is in the heart. And when the God knows what is in your heart, and the spirit that knoweth the heart, the mind, and the, the God that knows the mind of the spirit, because God is not looking at your mind. God is concerned about what is in your heart but the lord knows the mind of the spirit and when the spirit is praying for you when the spirit is making intercession for you it does so according to the will of god for you hallelujah that is why whenever we are praying we invoke the holy spirit we invite the holy spirit to lead us and to guide us and we speak in tongues I am praying in the spirit I don't know what I'm saying perhaps I am praying that as we leave here and we are going home the Lord will deliver you from the accidents perhaps I'm praying that the job that you are looking for the Lord will grant you Perhaps I'm believing, you see, you are believing God for so many things, and I don't know them. But when I begin to speak in the Spirit, the Bible says, He that searcheth the heart, he that knoweth the heart, and knoweth the mind of the Spirit, when the Spirit makes intercession for us, then the will of God happens to come in your life. (laughs) Hallelujah. That is why you convert after the Holy Spirit. You have to have the Holy Spirit. You have to have the ability to speak in tongues. It is not some type of religion. It is not for some, some fanatics or some, you know, some serious Christians or zealous Christians. It is not people who have gone out of their malice. The things of the Lord, the most powerful things of God, they are to the word foolishness. I'm telling you. So that is why a lot of educated people, when we are in church and we are praying in tongues, they don't like to speak in tongues. Some people, their tongues will never be heard. You are shy. Especially when you have friends. You invite friends to church. And then today that we are speaking, oh, brother, your church that you invited me, they are the Abba, Abba, church too. Who is that? Who is that? It is scriptural. Am I reading the Bible to you? It is scriptural. Amen. So don't be don't be shy to speak in tongues. You know, perhaps you think that what you need is this job, and you are praying about it, and you are praying about it, and you are praying, Lord, give me this job, Lord, let me have this job, Lord, open a door for me into this company, Lord, guide me into this company, and you are praying about it in your understanding. Perhaps that is not a job that the Lord wants you. You know, I was praying that the Lord would touch there minds of these lutheran people and change them maybe remove some people from the place some people who are giving us trouble remove them and and i was praying i miss but when you begin to speak in tongues my lord and my god concerning our church I am praying in the Spirit and the Spirit is making intercession for me as my eyes are on the Lutheran Church. The Spirit of God is directing us into Casa de la (laughs) Fé. Hallelujah. Perhaps you think this is the woman you should marry or that's the man you should marry. And your eyes are focused on certain things. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? But when you begin to speak in tongues, praying about that issue in the spirit. See, the Holy Spirit rearranging things. Very soon you see that woman is not there anymore. She says, I'm moving to Arizona. I'm moving to Kansas. I'm moving here. You say, why? Suddenly, what came upon you? He says, I'm moving. Suddenly, you see, the man has changed his mind. Because the Holy Spirit is making intercession for you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So never be shy to pray in tongues. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you receive power. You receive power. Power. Look, you are not a small person sitting down here. I tell you, you under, as you see, when we don't acknowledge the Holy Spirit, we grieve Him. I'm telling you, there is so much power in you. And you need to acknowledge the Holy Spirit's presence in you. Hallelujah. There is so much power in you. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, it says, But ye shall receive power. When? After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you you shall receive power young men convert after the holy spirit it gives you power power to overcome certain situations things that are difficult for your classmates you see that they are not difficult for you because of the power that is in you hallelujah i have realized there are sometimes certain difficult situations even at work very difficult for people I mean with many years of experience and then they they are living that thing waiting for you to come they say they're waiting for this person to come I'm telling you because there's something that is in you there's something that is in you and then when you go then you just stand there you pray you just pray pray Holy Spirit help me that's it and then they think you are magician Because there is power in you. There is power in the Holy Spirit. He says, after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power, 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 power. There's power in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let us not underestimate that power that God has given to us. Acknowledge Him. That is how the Holy Spirit works. You acknowledge Him, you acknowledge His presence. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You acknowledge that he's with you. You acknowledge that this is going to work because of the Holy Spirit that is with you. And have faith. Believe it. And you see the power that is in you. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is what brings us power and he gives us power. And he says, and you become witness Many Christians cannot be, cannot be witnesses because they don't have the power of the Holy Spirit. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to witness to someone. He says, and ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall become witnesses unto me. You become a witness when the Holy Spirit has come in you. The reason why you are shy... You can't witness to anyone. You can't tell anyone about Christ. It's because you don't have the Holy Spirit. But when the Holy Spirit is in you, you get the power to share. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. I don't think we have a lot of time to continue on. So we'll pause here and we'll continue next time that we meet. Rise up to your feet as we bring the service to a close. Oh, begin to pray, begin to pray and ask the Lord Mm. to magnify the Holy Spirit's presence in you, the Spirit Mm. of God in you, the powerful Spirit of God. Mm. Shantoli andarababa baba, zinuri andarama. Shantoli andarababa. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Remazuke andarama zantaramakabayag. Shantoli barababa baba. Kinuri andarama zuke mayandarama. Kenduri andarama. If you speak in tongues, speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. If you don't speak in tongues, lift up your hands and desire the Holy Spirit the holy spirit come upon me holy spirit come upon me paul asked them have you received the holy spirit since you have believed since you have believed have you received the holy spirit and the people said we have not even heard that there is anything called the holy spirit today you have heard the Holy Spirit is given to you as a gift. Fail, feel, fill, fill, fill us, Holy Spirit. Fill us, fill us, fill us, fill us, 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 Holy Spirit. Fail. 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 Oh Spirit of God Come and dwell amongst us And have your way And take your place Take your place amongst us Take your place Come and take your place Holy Spirit In the name of Jesus Thank you Lord In Jesus name Amen Father we are thankful and grateful For your word We thank you for the light That has been shown in our lives we thank you for the gift of the holy spirit the powerful presence that is in every born again christian we are thankful lord for this great gift we really appreciate the presence of the holy spirit in our lives we give you glory and honor in the name of jesus Sing, Shana. To you We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come and worship with us on the Zoom platform with ID number 823 84436 every Sunday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. God richly bless you.